Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This is an Ask episode, and in Ask episodes, we answer a question that one of you have. So um, for those who have questions that want them answered, how... um, they reach out yeah you guys can go to speak pipe we'll put the link here in the show notes and you can ask a question your voice will be featured in the episode you can remain anonymous if you'd like to or if you want to share your name and where you're from you can do that too Uh, a lot of people do remain anonymous and that's completely fine yes so let's listen to the question and we'll get to the answer hi guys so i guess um just a little background i recently just got engaged and um Prior to engagement, my fiance and I, when we were dating, um, getting to know each other, he had told me that he had been sexually active a couple times um, before dating me. And um, when we first started dating, we were kind of talking about just expectations and set boundaries for um, no sex before marriage and keeping that premarital abstinence um, a priority. But unfortunately, we were unable to... um, remain pure before marriage together. Um, and so that has been something that I have personally been trying to work through a lot. Um, it hasn't really, um, affected my fiance as much, um, because he said, you know, I've already kind of, um, broken that before. So it doesn't really affect me as much, but we've worked through a lot of it. Um, but the one thing we're still trying to figure out is, how do we see ourselves and see each other as pure when both of us have um, together broken that vow to stay pure in our marriage? And how do we recover and redeem our idea of what a pure marriage and pure sex life looks like heading into um, our marriage when our engagement ends? All right. Thank you so much, first of all, for reaching out, for having the courage to ask this question and to get out of your comfort zone, to make some admissions that you probably don't feel comfortable and like making. So Mm -hmm. good for you for reaching out. It seems like your heart is in the right place and you're wanting to honor God and honor each other in your next steps. Yes. And we decided to take this question and to really unpack it because we have worked with a lot of people Um, that have had this question before marriage and after marriage, you Mm -hmm. know, kind of working on their, their guilt or shame from what happened before. And, and really guys, that's why we do what we do. Um, It's very difficult sometimes with, in the age of the internet Mm -hmm. and social media and everything, everybody has advice, everybody has tips and it's sometimes difficult to figure out, okay, what should we do with this? So, um, this is this is definitely um, a difficult subject just because um, so many people are listening. So people that are working on maintaining their purity and people that have the same issue that you have here. And then we have the people after marriage that have um, went too far, so to speak, um, and are working through the guilt and the shame that comes from kind of breaking their own boundaries. So we're going to try to just 
unpack this and um, see where it leads here. Yeah. Okay. So first of all, let's differentiate between guilt and shame because we're grouping it together right now because people deal with both. Um, But let's talk about the difference and maybe where you might lean in order to heal from uh, this disappointment and um, probably a breach in each other's trust. So the guilt comes from something that you did wrong. Okay. Um, And I think we can acknowledge that if you're a Christian, you believe what the Bible says, then waiting for marriage in order to have sex is uh, usually an intention of most teenage Christians. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people don't end up keeping that intention. Um, But yes, we can look at this information here and say, you agree that there was a sin, that you did something wrong. Okay. So that's where guilt comes in. Guilt is actually a good thing. Guilt leads us to repentance. We feel guilt for what we've done, Um, but we feel shame for who we are. And there's no room for shame once you've repented. So that's the first thing I want to advise you on is make sure that you are finding an altar of repentance, that you guys are seeking the Lord together and saying, Lord, we want to turn a 180 from this direction that we went um, and, and we're not bad people because of it. If you feel like, man, I'm not pure, I'm, I'm awful, I'm horrible, and then you might put all these other words that have to do with the sexuality piece then you're actually inducing shame on yourself and each other rather than just the guilt that leads you to repentance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and so I think what Jesus would teach is go and sin no more. Yeah. So you've asked God to forgive you and now don't sin anymore. And part of what happens when you do fall into this temptation of, you know, I want this person right now before marriage outside of covenant, it does open you up to a, um, a lot more um, factors, a lot more uh, mental, I don't know, worries, I, yeah. I would say. And so for those people who are, you know, in this same boat, we just want to say that shame is not good. It isolates you. It pulls you away. And a lot of people have this idea, too, that once I've sinned, you know, once I've broken this commitment, then, ah, you know, why try to keep keep doing right well and kind of like you said about your your fiance that he's in this phase of like oh well it doesn't really make a big difference to me because i had already broken my virginity or had sex with somebody but that's um that's kind of in that boat of like not seeing yourself as a new creature Mm -hmm. and so he's probably already dealing with that shame and shame is satan's tool shame is not of god so when you go in when you're in christ what does Paul say? I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. When you're in Christ and you've, you're a new creature, then there's no room for shame. Your identity is now that I'm a son or daughter of God. Mm-hmm. So I would encourage both you and your fiance um, to claim your new identity. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, for those who are listening who um, you're not in this boat, maybe you're a premarital couple and you intend to not have sex before marriage, this in no way is like permission to have sex. Right. It, it is God's perfect will and best plan to not have sex until marriage. Right. The reason why God has laws and God has boundaries and, and gives us all these instructions um, in the Bible is because those things are best for us. Yeah. When we follow, when a human being follows God's plan, we don't incur as much pain. Right. I mean, there's still pain around us, but it's not as much, not self-inflicted. Yeah. So 
the best way, the, the, by far the most amazing way of entering into marriage is as without having sexual intercourse yeah. and not being overly sexual in, in your, in your dating period. And it- don't get us wrong. It's natural to have sexual feelings yeah. and you ought to have sexual feelings. Yeah. Something's wrong. If not. Yeah. If you're going to marry this person and spend the rest <laughs> of your life with them, you better feel driven toward them yes. sexually. And, and we all say, yeah, you need to feel attracted. Yeah. That is God given. You should be not be ashamed of those feelings of wanting this person so badly. Yes. Um, cause remember that love is, love is consuming. When you see that person, you love them. You just want every piece of them, you know, you yes. want to bring them to you. So know that that is all natural. Mm-hmm. And, um, my goodness, I would say that we were great kids. Yeah. You know, we, you know, grew up in church and had, you know, wonderful upbringings and good relationship with God yeah. and involved in ministry. All that stuff. And we still had a hard time. It was very difficult yeah. because she's very sexy. (laughs) (laughs) And so, and I mean, thank God, like we were able to go into marriage as virgins, but that doesn't mean we didn't have a hard time keeping our boundaries. Okay. (laughs) So don't get us wrong. I had to die daily. (laughs) So, so what we're saying is this is difficult, but it's worth it. We were virgins going into it, but there are a lot of people that we've worked with, um, that we've talked with that, um, you know, erred in judgment or allowed themselves to go too far. Mm-hmm. And so for those people, um, we like to emphasize those, you know, the difference between guilt and shame and also talk about, you know, the wedding is a beautiful thing. This is where your covenant starts. Yeah. And we would like to encourage you. Uh, I think it was actually, uh, Daniel Blash that we had on the podcast a long time ago. We we're talking about uh, trauma, shame. Mm-hmm. And he says that he encourages um, young married couples that fall into sin before marriage um, to see their wedding night as a baptism. Mm-hmm. And and really that's what's happening is you're going into this new covenant with this person and you're telling them, I'm going to forsake all others. Yeah. I am not going to give my body or my eyes or my mind to anyone else. They're going to you. Yeah. And in that ceremony, see this as a washing away of, of the sins that you committed before, because really God doesn't see your sins anymore either. He's forgiven you. Mm-hmm. It's you that are holding on to the condemnation. And remember that condemnation is the devil's tool. Yeah. So you have to let go of this and see this person as this is a new beginning. And this is my opportunity to pursue you in holiness and in truth and in love and put everything toward this new marriage and protecting the marriage comes with boundaries. And, and so knowing, knowing what's happened before you might need to have these talks of like, okay, how are we going to protect ourselves from overstepping in our marriage now? Yeah. Like wandering eyes or pornography or fantasy. You guys still need to have boundary conversations even after you're married. But what Adam just described, this covenant of marriage, like a baptism, that is pure. So you're not going to think of yourselves as impure because you had sex before marriage. Once you've repented, that's as far as the East is from the West. Now we're human, so we still remember it, but God doesn't. You go into marriage with this new covenant, that is pure and you are pure. Mm -hmm. 
So I want you to think about it in those terms. Yeah, and, and I love how, how you just said, like, you are pure. Sometimes we have to remind ourselves of the truth. We might have this nagging feeling, and it could be the devil, um, that, oh, you're dirty now, you're, yeah. you're rotten, or you're spoiled. And what we want to say here is, you know, the Bible says in John 17, 17, sanctify them through thy truth, thy word is truth. Marriage is helping us become more sanctified and holy. Yeah through our spouse helping us see our you know problem areas and then we address them so as you have these thoughts that are not true about the Who state you of your soul yeah um, you have to start to apply the bible on this pick out three or four of your favorite verses or just one if you want but and whenever this idea of sex is bad or sex is dirty or I'm dirty because I did this before. I can't trust myself. All these, whatever these um, negative cognitions come at you, whatever Mm -hmm. those are, find a verse that sets it, that, that puts it to truth. Like we could compare the lie to the truth and start to apply the truth on our life. Yeah. And then on a very practical level, you know, I don't know how long you have between now and the wedding, but even if it's just a short period of time, I mean, you are still passionately in love with this person. And so in order to maintain your boundaries between now and then, get some accountability on board. People think it's awkward or weird to be like sharing what you did and didn't do with an accountability partner, like a mentor, or maybe it was like a youth pastor, youth pastor's wife, or, um, you know, maybe it was a just an older married person, not older as in like elderly, but maybe there's a person who got married 10 years ago and you want to talk with them and stay accountable. People think it's weird, but it's actually not. It's not weird. It's, it's so beautiful and helpful. I I said this before on the podcast, but people don't realize that, um, the daughters of Jerusalem in the song of Solomon, you know how it says like, the man is speaking and then the woman is speaking and then the daughters of Zion or the daughters of Jerusalem. Those daughters were actually mentees of the woman. And so if you are, if you're listening to this and you've been married for a few years and you you want to mentor someone and help them stay accountable, you're like taking on that biblical model of sexual discipleship. Um, and so if you're the mentee, if you're like one of the, the daughters, one of mm-hmm. the friends, it says in some versions uh, in the Song of Solomon, you can learn from um, that older woman and be accountable. So let them know, man, Hey, last night we went on a date and we were kissing, we were making out and we had to pause ourselves because we just, we were so full of passion and we wanted to go further, but we did not Like, that's okay to say. Some of you are listening. You're like, that's weird. That's not weird. That's Mm -hmm. good. That's going to help you stay accountable and stay on track with your boundaries. And you have to realize that if you're feeling, Oh, I can't share those things that shame shame always seeks to hide and to cover and to just really to live that hypocritical life Mm -hmm. and shame always isolates so the way we really get rid of that shame and lean into guilt uh, forgiveness and grace is to really get mentorship get some get your pastor get um somebody that you can trust Mm -hmm. that is spiritual that has a voice in your life yeah. And I, I would say that everyone, everyone listening that isn't married can use solid advice. And, and if you, you, you could think that, oh, I have a mentor, but 
do you feel free sharing some of these things? Right. So, and if you don't, is there someone else that you could share these things or why don't you feel free mm-hmm. to share these things? So talk to your um, fiance, girlfriend, wherever you are in this and um, have this conversation regarding mentorship. Um, and also one other thing that came to my mind as we were talking would, uh, would be just journaling, mm-hmm. journaling your feelings address the lies. What is the lies that you're telling yourself? Write those down and then address the lies, you know, um, debunk the lies. What is the truth? Mm -hmm. You know, what is God's truth? And through writing and, and seeing the writing and I, I I feel that writing is one of the best ways to take into captivity, every thought to the obedience of Christ. Amen. I believe that another item on the practical level, um, is, if you guys um, want to go through the, this list of questions we have, um, it's called when when one or both, I can't remember what we titled it, something like when, when your partner has a sexual history. And um, we yeah. include that in, I think, week four of our seven-week premarital course. Um, so we'll drop that in the show notes, but go grab that premarital course. It's a very inexpensive investment. I mean, it's a few coffee dates. If you think about yeah. it, you know, with you're both ordering a drink, you, you might forego a month or two of coffee dates and you guys will have this premarital course. Yeah. And, and the premarital course is filled with tools and teaching and, and just really practical help Yes, where we see potholes lie in, mm-hmm. in the road of marriage. We try to fill those and we try to help you navigate around those. Yeah. Um, it was crazy. I just taught a, um, a couple that were, have been married over 15 years, um, a, a tool that is taught in the course and they learned new things about themselves and they're like, oh, I cannot believe we haven't had these sort of conversations. Yeah. They were just blown away. Those tools are in the course. Yeah. And so you could start off really strong. Um, that's what we pray. That's what we want. That's why we're here. We're trying to help um, good Christian people have incredible relationships with God and their spouse. Yep. So that course is called Prequipped. And the idea is that you're getting equipped premaritally. So Prequipped, we'll put that in the show notes. Click the link, go get it. Your pastor gets it for free. Just have them shoot us an email and we'll get um, the course to your pastor so they can mentor you or your mentor, whoever that is. It doesn't have to be a pastor, but um, a couple that's mentoring you or giving you premarital counseling. Yes. And if you would like to um, really think about this further and dive into some boundaries that maybe you guys need to do a better job at drawing boundaries and you don't have any idea how to do that, go um, to this video. We'll link it in the show show notes um, and it will give you a guide on how to draw fabulous boundaries to help you stay pure.